You're listening to episode number 31 of the Fashion Your Passion podcast. This week, we get to welcome youth speaker and influencer Renee Bailey. As a result of what Renee went through throughout her college experience, she learned all about the stress of college firsthand. Learning more about these stresses and how to overcome them kept her from being one of approximately 30% of college freshmen who drop out and enabled her to finish two undergraduate degrees and a master's degree. She has taught at a college level and now writes and speaks to high school and college students to help them stress less and succeed more in college. As much as we talk about college life in this episode, a lot of the tips that Renee gives you today can be applied in high school right now. Hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I'm your host, Sammy Reyes, a college student here to help you fashion your passion and transform your life. This past year, I've learned a lot about living out your true passions and implementing the best habits, and I'm ready to share these tips with you. Season three is nothing like you've ever heard on any other podcast before, and I'm so excited to take you on this journey with me. Let's get to it. As many of you know, this podcast was just a 4 a.m. idea in preparation for a school project. Now it is a way that I get to spread my voice and help other teens create the best habits for their life. I want to hear your voice too. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's all the tools you need in the app or on their website. And my favorite part is that Anchor distributes your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can make money from your podcast too. It's everything you need, and all you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. I can't wait to listen to your podcast. Welcome back to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I am so excited to be here today with Renee Bailey, and she is just someone who talks so much to college students and high school students about stress and how to manage it because she has gone through it herself when she was in college, and I think that today is a really beneficial episode for all of you. So I'm so excited to welcome Renee to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Can you just tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do both, you know, for your full-time job and, you know, for your sort of side hustle in a sense, uh, introduction to who you are? I went to college to become a doctor. That's what I really wanted to do. But then I kind of got waylaid into doing clinical research. During that time, I also was taught at the University of Arizona. I was a TA and the chemistry department there, teaching freshmen with chemistry labs. And I realized how stressed out these students were about three basic things. The social aspects of transitioning into college, the financial aspects of being a new adult and having to carry the weight of college tuition, and the academic increase of standards that they got when they hit the campus. So I started doing some research and I started doing some studying on those topics. And I decided that it was going to be my passion to eliminate those three kinds of stresses that they go through while they're on campus. I go out and I speak to students now at high schools and colleges. I also have a great Instagram starting to grow so that people can come and see me talk about different things that I went through and maybe they're going through. And during the day, I'm a clinical researcher, but at night, I'm a college student warrior. (laughs) I love that so much. When you first told me that you're a clinical researcher and you also do all this stuff, I was like, that is so cool because 
I think that it shows that it's possible to do what you love and like not give up like something else you love, you know what I'm saying? Or not give up this job that you have already. And I feel like sometimes some kids are like, oh, I can't do what I love because I'm, you know, in school or because I'm doing this and that. And the title of this podcast is Fashion Your Passion Podcast. And the whole basis, like what, what I started out to be was realize that to pursue something you love, you can fit it into your schedule and then you could sort of transform your life by pursuing what you love. So if you could just go into sort of like the journey about, I know you talked about it a little bit here, but more in depth about like how you really figured out that this is something you wanted to help other college students with. When I was in college, of course, I had my own struggles. When I was a freshman, I had a very difficult adjustment due to some family issues and things of that nature. So I knew what that struggle was like. And then when I became a teacher, when I was on the other side of things, I saw what these students were still going through. And it kind of, I hate to say it in this way because it kind of minimizes what it did, but it just kind of refreshed my memory as to what exactly it is to transition from high school to college from what some people would call juvenile to adult. And it is is such an important time period in people's lives that you just have to take it seriously and figure it out. But if you don't have help, how are you going to do that? So I wanted to be that help. And that's kind of where my passion came from. I love that because when I stumbled across your Instagram page, I was like, oh my goodness, like this is the girl for me. Like she's just, you know, because I am a freshman (laughs) in college right now. And so like I'm sort of experiencing all that stuff right now. And so just like going through your page and like, like, you know, listening to all your videos and stuff like that. I was like, wow, like it is manageable and I can do it and stuff like that. But talk to me a little bit about like, you know, you said you were experiencing stress when you were in college, you entered for family Mm -hmm. problems. What were some of the, you know, sort of like things that you were feeling because of this stress and how did that impact your day to day? That's a great question. And I think the number one thing I felt was a great sense of weight on my shoulders and I let that turn into depression, if I'm honest. The things that manifested in things like I had an 8 a.m. class, so maybe I was late to the 8 a.m. class or I missed it. My grades starting to slip because I just didn't have any inspiration to do the work or having a gigantic fight within my family and then having to go to a class and not really having my mind in that class because of it. So those kind of things happen in life and it can be so difficult to deal with, especially when you're trying to figure life out to begin with. It makes me so passionate to help people who I find in that situation. Thank you for sharing that because I think that a bunch of teens listening to this definitely relate to that. Just talk to me, like, did you have like sort of like an epiphany moment while you were in college and like you sort of like figured things out? How was that process in terms of like, you know, because you have multiple degrees now. And so how is that process of like getting back into it after you sort of figured out what was going on? In my second semester in college, that's when I went through all that turmoil. And at the end of that semester, it wasn't like I was failing or anything, but I just wasn't doing as well as I'd hoped. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I had to face a stark realization within myself. I was either going to go full board or I was going to quit. In my mind, because... I had been so programmed from the time I was young that, number one, failure isn't an option (laughs) to a certain extent because you've got to do what you've got to do. Life is going to throw things at you. You're just going to have to overcome. That's one thing that came into my mind. But the other thing was 
if I don't do this for myself, who am I going to do it for? Right. And when am I going to do it? If I don't do it now, then when? Mm-hmm. And if I don't do it, what happens? And the consequences of not doing it and failing or, you know, feeling like I had stopped something that could have been a really good dream of mine was just too much for me not to just go full board into it and just get back on the horse and get going. It's funny that you mentioned that because I, I have the, you know, if not now, when sticker on my computer, but I have it in Hebrew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, awesome. yeah, so I think that that's actually really like, it's a really good tip. And I, I always forget I have it on there, but it really is. It's like we're in its opportunity right now. So if you don't take it, like, when are you going to take it? Because obviously when you get older, more and more things, you know, are piled on for you to do. And so, you know, you sort of have less and less time. You're going through this your second semester of college. And so mm-hmm. you sort of had like a summer break after that, right? What was sort of like your mindset going into like your third semester? Like, what were you like? Did you like rearrange your course load or something like that? Or like, how did you sort of fix it or not fix it? But how did you rearrange everything that way you were set up for success? The first thing I did was I sat down and looked at what was my next semester going to look like? Because at this point, it was at the end of my second semester. So I'm looking at what classes am I going to sign up for in the next semester? How much time am I going to have to work? You know, all that good stuff. So I just sat down and literally went through all the paperwork that I needed from college. I talked to counselors, the people that help you out with both financial aid and your academic counselors to make sure that I was going to be academically on course. And I redoubled my efforts at organizing myself a little bit more with regard to my schedule book and just making sure that everything was handled at home, but that I was not going to take my eyes off the prize either. It was a mental reconditioning and a physical scheduling reconditioning, just figuring out what was my opportunity to do what I could towards my degree at the same time as working and handling everything else. I kind of find it so ironic that like we're talking right now because this past semester, like, I definitely went through a lot of those things that you have been discussing. And I'm sort of sitting here because I'm, you know, I'm on winter break right now and I'm reevaluating everything for next semester too. And so I just find it like, you know, it's very similar stories. And I find it funny how like in the beginning of my winter break, I'm talking to you about this. Because some of these questions I'm asking you, like they're like for me, you know, and I'm like, okay, like I'm trying to survive next semester because (laughs) for me, it's like I go to college on the opposite coast where I live. And so it's a lot harder, you know what I mean? So did you go to college like locally or like how is that for you? I was kind of lucky. I did wind up going to college locally. I went to the University of Arizona, which is in Tucson, Arizona, mm-hmm. and I had already been living there for most of my life. So I was familiar with the town, kind of had the heads up on, on how the university worked, too. So I, I was kind of lucky that way. But if you're 20 minutes away from your parents or you're like a six hour flight from your parents, mm-hmm. it's the same sort of mentality goes into it. You're almost like in a different world. You kind of put yourself in this bubble world of college that separates you both physically and emotionally from that past that you have. And that can be a little bit difficult to navigate, I'm sure. What would like some of your tips for like that sort of type of stress be? The biggest thing I tell students, especially the ones that are like going from coast to coast, is you have to build your own community on campus. What I mean by that is like you have to build your social sphere. Pick the things that you love to do and go find other people who love to do them too. A lot of people don't realize that there are clubs out there. There are different facilities out there 
as a Jewish student, you must know about Hillel. Mm -hmm. Hillel is great. I love Hillel. It's a home away from home for a lot of students. At one of the universities I've been studying, there's a skydiving club. Oh, wow. I'm not the kind that's crazy enough to step off a perfectly good airplane mm -hmm. into thin air. But if you are, go check that out because those are going to be your people. And the more you build that society around you, the more support you're going to have and the less you're going to feel like you're starting to get homesick or that you're missing out, that FOMO that we always hear about. You're so right. My last semester of my senior year at high school was so like, it was the most transformative semester of my life. And then going into college, I like sort of had to leave that all. But like once I joined Hello and I got really involved in that, I sort of started feeling less homesick and I felt like I had a home somewhere. So that was really nice. For what you're doing right now, like, you know, I know you're speaking and stuff like that. So how did you get into that? I know we sort of like talked about this already, but why did you decide to go down the speaking alley for sharing your tips to help college students instead of like a podcast or a blog or stuff like that? <laughs> well, first of all, I didn't grow up in a generation where podcasting was that prevalent. So for me, it was most natural for me to go out and actually physically talk to people. I like an audience, mm -hmm. personally. I like having an audience in front of me. You get reaction. You can react to them and have a relationship with people in front of you. It's one of the reasons why I like doing videos, too, because especially live videos, because then you can kind of draw people in and talk to them. And I love podcasts now, too. All of these ways of communication is just about getting the message out and making people feel not so alone. That's so good. So how is the process like for you to get started speaking? Did it take a lot in you to like reach out to people and say like, hey, can I come speak here and there? How did you go about that? When you're first starting to speak, that's exactly what you do. You go out and you make phone calls. I think I've made phone calls to over 300 different high schools and colleges at this point, just asking, hey, can I come record my speech and get your students' reactions, things like that. Eventually, then you start saying, well, I'd love to come speak at your high school. Can you pay me for it? Yeah. <laughs> Those kind of things just grow on one another. You start out doing what you're doing because you're passionate about it and you just want to get your message out. And then the money comes thereafter. And I think that like one thing that I've learned and I talked to a lot of people about with whatever they're doing, like they should start before they're ready. So what were like the feelings when you first started out? Were you like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I'm not experienced enough yet or I don't know enough yet. What was it like for you? Because I feel like a lot of students who are listening to this want to do something and want to go out and do it, but they may feel limited because of their age or their experience or something like that. Let me just tell you this. Mm -hmm. When I first started teaching, I literally, and a lot of students are thinking like teachers, they have their stuff together. You know, they know what they're doing. They walk in confident and everything. I walked into my first classroom to teach about 20 different students in this particular class. My hands were literally shaking. <laughs> yeah. I was nervous as anything. And my first speaking experiences were the same. And you're going to go in, but you got to just feel the fear and do it anyway, because that anxiety, that fear that you're feeling, you can transition it into feeling like this is my energy. This is what I'm ready to do. Let's go out there and do this and be passionate. Speaking is like my favorite thing to do. Like I could do it all day, every day, you know, if I could. <laughs> but speaking about the stuff I speak about, and people are like, don't you get nervous anytime like you go in front of an audience? I'm like, 
yeah, I get nervous, but I sort of, I channel that as like in excitement instead, you know, because excitement and nervousness are one of the same pretty much in terms of how you feel it physically. And I was like, yeah, right. I'm just so excited about this. Like, I can't wait, you know, even though I may be like so nervous beyond belief, I convinced myself that I get excited. Exactly. This, yeah. This is an amazing podcast. I mean, we could talk forever and ever, but I'm going to pop in with the last question. And this is a question I asked all the guests on my podcast based off of the title of this podcast, which is Fashion Your Passion. What is one tip that you would give dreamers based off of how you fashioned your passion? Keep dreaming. Keep doing it. Move forward. Make as much or as little progress as you can and as much or as little time as you can. It's all about taking that passion and making a reality of it. That's so good. And where can people find you on Instagram and stuff like that and all your socials? Oh, thanks. Instagram is my most prevalent use of social media. And you can find me at Renee.Bailey.Speaks. And I'm all over Facebook as well at Renee Bailey Speaks, my Facebook page. And I'd love to have you guys come on and take a look and see what you guys can take out of it. And hopefully you'll get a lot of great tips and help out of what I say. And for my listeners, you guys know where to find me. I'm at Fashion Your Passion Podcast on Instagram and also at The Spiritual Jew on Twitter. Thank you so much, Renee, for being on. This was incredible. I'm so glad this was the first podcast that I recorded back because it was just so great to have you on. I appreciate it. For everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating and review, and I will speak to you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, and tag me at Fashion Your Passion podcast. I love hearing what you learned. As well, do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.